0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Well, it's great to be home and to see what God is doing in this our 40th anniversary. Can you just celebrate the goodness of the Lord? Hallelujah. And again, dad and mom, we want to just say thank you. Thank you, thank you for allowing my wife, Titi, and I and our children to be part of this great, great family. We really want to appreciate you. Thank you for receiving us. I remember the time I called you all the way from Nigeria, and you picked up my call. You prayed over me. Uh, During that month, it was February. Things were going down. Everything is like hell was let loose. But after that prayer, the strength of the Lord that came upon me, I've just been going from one level of glory to the other. Thank you very much. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, you may be sitting. Just grab your neighbor's hand and say, neighbor, yeah. you must really be blessed and highly favored to be sitting next to me. Enjoy me now while you have me because very soon, where God is moving me to, you will need to go through the security at the gate and then sign in with the uh, uh, secretary and then come to my PA, then you can see me. So enjoy me now while you have me. Amen. I want to share on what I titled, "Appreciating uh, Your Spiritual Father," As appreciating your pastor, appreciating your prophet. In this case, it will be our father and our mother. In the book of Hosea, chapter number twelve, verse thirteen, the Bible says there, speaking about Moses, the great man of God that led the children of Israel out of the land of bondage into the land of. Uh, Freedom. The word of God says there, by a prophet, God delivered Israel. And by a prophet, that means he delivered them out of Egypt. And by a prophet, they were established. When you read the book of Exodus chapter number 3 from around verse number 7, you will see there God is speaking to the man Moses. And he says to Moses that I have seen, not heard, I've seen the cries of my people, and it's come up to me. And he says, I am come down to save them from the hands of the oppressors. So as I read that, I'm thinking, well, I want to see how God looks like. Because he said, I'm come down. Then he goes on to say to uh, Moses, now you go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. So it's important for you and I to know that any time God wants to reach humans, he will need to appoint a human as an instrument and as a, a channel, as a mediator to reach other humans. The earth he has given to the sons of men, not to spirits. We are the ones that are to rule and govern here on earth. The... Work of dominion and the establishing of a human race was given, not to a group, but was given to Adam. And when people started to go off and stray away from God, and he needed to bring them back to him in repentance, he never looked for a group, a committee, or a board. He looked for yet another man by the name of Noah. And he anointed him to preach. And get the people back to him. In Genesis chapter number one, when you read verse 26, 27, and 28, because of time, we won't need to open, but verse 28 speaks about God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. So after the fall or after the flood, when you read chapter eight of Genesis and cross on over to chapter nine, the opening the scripture or the verses there open almost verbatim or it's like an exact replication of what God had spoken in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. So God never changed his mind even though people just messed up. He still needed another man to carry out his assignment. And we know the account in the book of Genesis chapter number 12 verse 1, 2, and 3 where God said, to abraham to leave his nation leave his people he didn't call the whole family even though uh abraham thought it was a family affair and he, he tagged on a, a nephew with him but god called abraham as a man and that's why there was a lot of trouble carrying uh, lot with him and Lot came with a lot of problems and we all knew what happened eventually and they had to separate And Abraham said, let there be no strife in between us. So then God anointed Abraham and said, I will bless you. And through you will the nations of the earth be blessed. And I'm confident Abraham was not the only son of his father. But he was the only one God chose, not a committee, but one man. And then as you go on, they were blessed. And then the baton was transferred to the son of promise, Isaac. Then Isaac, Jacob, and Jacob eventually became the children of Israel. Then we know God made a promise to Abraham that after four, that the people of Israel, his people, will be in bondage for 400 years. And after that, he's going to come and deliver them. But then, when you read the account of the day that the children of Israel left the land of bondage, Egypt, it was not 400 years, it was 430 years. Is it that God had an issue uh, with calculation and he missed out 30 years? No. It's because the man that he needed to use for the deliverance was not ready because he killed an Egyptian and got scared for his life. The next day when he was trying to protect two brothers fighting, and he said, you are brothers, you don't need to fight. And so now they said, do you want to kill us? the same way you killed the Egyptian yesterday. So he realized, wow, so I can't hide. So he ran as a fugitive to the wilderness. And during those years, he wandered for about 30 years. That's when he had an encounter. I would have thought God would say it's over because the men messed up. So I'm just going to come down and deliver the people. But God had to give him another encounter. Then he still sent Moses back to the people. Then now we know what happened. Uh, but, but before even Moses, you back up, up to, to uh, Joseph, who w- w- was the son that God had put the plan of prosperity upon him. But after his death, Moses then arose. So now Moses is leading the children of Israel out of the land of bondage into the land of freedom. And you, we all know what happened. And then he never made it to the promised land. But then God didn't say... This idea of using one man is over because Adam fell and the other people fell. and, And so I'm going to leave it. God still anointed a protege who was Joshua and anointed him to take the people across the Jordan to the promised land. And then as you keep on going place after place in the Bible, when the children of Israel were under the reproach of the Midianites, You will see there that in the book of Judges, chapter number 6, when you read from verse number 11, there God sent his angel to come to Gideon and he said, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. And and he's speaking to Gideon, not to a committee, to an individual. God works through people. Gideon, it was at a time that he felt inadequate, not qualified, but God appointed him to roll away the reproach of Midian, from the israelites anytime god wants to reach a people he has to locate a man anytime god wants to change a nation he has to locate a man i pray may you be the man for your generation may you be the man for your generation the bible says i sought for a man who will stand in the gap." in the book of ezekiel chapter number uh 20 and verse number 30 god is seeking When you read the book of Isaiah, chapter number 6, and you read from verse 1 to verse 8, the Bible says that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And it speaks about how his glory filled the temple. And then suddenly the man realized, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the Lord. Again, not a committee. Verse 8 says, and then I heard the voice of God saying to me, Who will I send and who will go for us? Not who are the people that will go as a group. But one person again. And that person was Isaiah. And he was sent forth. God is looking for you to be the agent of transformation in this last hour. God is seeking for people that can trust him to send them. But thank God in the house We are blessed to have a father, and we are blessed to have a mother that have said yes to the calling. And that's why we all are here today. Can we celebrate our father? Can we celebrate our father? And as you read more in the Bible, you will see that when when the temple was broken down, God didn't say, let me gather everybody. He had to appoint a man by the name of Ezra. And when the walls of Jerusalem broke down, God appointed a man by the name of Nehemiah. In the book of Psalm 68 verse 11, the Bible says that great was the word, but great was the company of those who published it. When you read the book of Habakkuk chapter number 2, reading from verse 1, the Bible says that I will stand and position myself on the watch, not ourselves, but myself, on the wall to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm reproved. Then he said to me, write the vision, make it plain. Those who read will run with it. So this vision was given not to a committee, given to a man, and he has written it. And guess what is happening? This is what we are running with right now. And he said, for the vision is for an appointed time. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it shall surely speak. And it will not delay and I'm so blessed that we are partakers of this great vision can you shout hallelujah hallelujah so God has given us people he's given us the Apostle he's given us mama here to be a blessing and you may be from any of the branch uh, and any of the the CFC churches or you may come from another church or maybe you're watching through the internet or whatever Um, um, Mode And you are watching You have a pastor You have a spiritual father That person has been given to you As a gift from God You reject that person You will be rejecting God But you receive that person You will be receiving God Because God gave them to us To bring salvation To equip the saints for the work of ministry Because when he talks about salvation Paul was right When he said In the book of uh, 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 Romans chapter number 10 from verse 8, it says that the word is near you, the word of faith which you preach. And it talks about believing uh, in the heart, confessing with the mouth that brings salvation. But as you read further, it says, how will they believe if they have not heard? How will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news. In the the same chapter, verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing. And when you stand in a group and everybody's talking, if I tell all of you here, just say something, everybody talk. We cannot identify any message out of the noise. But I want one person to stand right in the middle can I have a volunteer? One. Okay. Say something. Again. What did he say? Now everybody talk. That's confusion. That was what happened at the Tower of Babel. So God is a God of order. And to bring about order, he begins with one person. And to set up order in the family, he didn't bring husband and wife together. He started with the seed carrier, the container and the custodian of the seed for multiplication. It's not about somebody better than the other, it's just about leadership. When somebody is the head, when somebody is a father, it's not because he is superior per se or more than. And so when we begin to appreciate Spiritual fathers don't see it as if, why are they serving or worshiping a man? It's not not about human worship. It's about the recognition of grace. And God said to me, I want you to go everywhere and help pastors and help members and let them know that's what he calls ministerial abuse. Church people don't mind building cathedrals. They don't mind buying buses to bus the people. They don't mind extending the mall. They don't mind doing anything as long as you call it church. But one thing they do not realize is that there is no flock without a shepherd. There is no vision without a visionary. There is no church without a pastor. Right. There is no son without a father. Right. So it's important. You want to go further in life, you need a father. What it is said, and it's uh, from my wife. Um, my once tribe, they the Yoruba tribe. They said, "What an elderly person sees sitting down, an old, uh, a young person or a small boy can stand on top of the tallest mountain and not see." There's something about having a father. A father carries the grace to set you up, to maintain you while you're up, so such that. When Jesus was living, he didn't just say, I'll leave you only with the Holy Ghost. What did he say? In the book of Ephesians, chapter number 4, when you read from verse number you know, uh, 7, 8, 9, up to, you know, go up to the 16th verse, but because of time, that's why we're not... It's not that I hate the Bible. Because this clock runs too fast. So if you want to open the Bible, you, you just, before you realize... The time is on the minors, so that's why I'm just kind of allowing the Holy Spirit, and like our Father always says, He prays for supernatural recall of Scriptures. You notice that when Jesus was speaking, He was not. He only He opened in the Book of Luke, chapter number four. He got into the temple as His. Custom was and they handed him the scroll and he opened to the place where it was written concerning him The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me not the committee upon me For it's anointed me to do what preach the gospel Did you realize that when Jesus was here? He didn't sit down you such a great father Jesus never sat down to hear the disciples preach. He sent them out to preach When, when, in Luke chapter 9, he sent the 12. In Luke chapter 10, he sent the 70. And when you read John chapter 6, you see what happened to, to the crowd. When he started teaching hard stuff, they disappeared. Ask your neighbor, are you here or you are going home? Very, very important. So, God works through fathers, and we are so blessed to have a father here who is a seasoned man of God, a mother that's a seasoned woman of God, very transparent inside out. So God is using people, and God wants not only to use your pastor, but he wants to use you. Your destiny is connected to your pastor. Accept your pastor or your spiritual father, you'll be accepting God. Reject him or her, you'll be rejecting God. A spiritual father can help you go farther than you are currently. Your father has your interest at heart. A visitor you just met somewhere and connected with may have an agenda. But no sane father fights against his own son or daughter. So, so we are safer with our dad than running after television speakers. I usually say this staying anointing has more power than visiting anointing Some of us we get excited when a guest comes here and preaches they come from America or Europe and then we shout hallelujah we even jump and kick our neighbors but your spiritual father is speaking and you say I'm used to him I've heard that before He doesn't even move he just stands just in one place and then he makes us feel like we're in a classroom. They say after me, God is good. <laughs> say Jesus is coming soon. Say I love you. And then well, how can somebody be talking like that? But let me tell you, there are languages in Africa that years ago, we used to pray and cast out demons when somebody is speaking in tongues and he has clicks. Until I came to Southern Africa and I realized it wasn't a demonic language, it's a language that people speak, that's awesome. (laughs) So you need to realize each person is different. Your father you, wanna, you, you can't decide, me, I want to be myself. A lot of Christians have made a shipwreck of their faith because everybody's trying to be himself, be himself. But I want to ask you, Zulus speak Zulu. Indians, be, you know, talk Indian. Have you ever seen a Osa doing like this? And a Chinese... If you doubt the Chinese and you think maybe he, he, he is not a real Chinese, you think it's from somewhere, just tell him, Can you take a walk? and you will realize he's a Chinese. It's in the DNA. We have a DNA in Christian family church. Let's not go looking for strange DNAs. Somebody said, The blessing you are looking for in London, England is in East London. You don't need a flight. (laughs) It's important to design your father. Know who your father is. You can't have many fathers. Don't make a television preacher your father. Because if it's your father, when you start a fight with your wife, he must settle it. And when somebody's knocking on your door about, you know, c- came from the township and wants to, you know, invade your privacy and rob you, just call the television preacher and say, help me, the man is by the gate. Very, we, 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 we need to be smart. Don't keep changing fathers while your father is alive. Your spiritual father is human and has humanity in him, but it is as as Paul said, writing to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 4, verse 7, for we have this treasure in adding vessel. It said that the excellency and if the glory may be of God and not of us. So you are looking for somebody that has no, you know, everything is super, super spiritual and perfect, only God. We are work in progress, including our dad. And so we need to celebrate that in spite of whatever you may think is something you are not comfortable with. Don't expose your father's weakness. Don't criticize your father. When you sit with others and then you come before your father, oh, Apostle you we love you. We love you. And then after you've gone, thank God he went to, to, to San Antonio. I'm so blessed. I was praying for him to go to San Antonio, only come for visit. And I know when he's coming and I will just take the holiday, then I'll return again. No, look at your neighbor and, and ask, Is he the, are you the one he's talking to? Never you compare your spiritual father with another father. Accept your spiritual father. Obey your spiritual father. The right of Hebrews, and when you read it, it sounds like Paul, if you're used to the Pauline writing. In Hebrews chapter number 13, verse number 17, he says that obey, obey those who have the rule over you. That means your spiritual leaders. Because they are overseers or they watch over your soul and they need to do it with joy and not with grief. Because if you give your pastor or your spiritual father pain, it will not be profitable unto you. So it's important. It's not for their benefit. It's for your benefit. Touch your neighbor and say, it's for your benefit when you honor your father. You tend to benefit. It's not about human worship. It's about Bible. God put them there and wants us to celebrate them. Celebrate your father always. See the best out of him. Your father must be your hero, your role model. Now, you may have a lot of electricity inside you, and when you want to start preaching, and you say, get ready, get ready. Get, but see, nobody starts learning a language. You are Africans, and you start by learning Nigerian English. Start from where you were born. If it means putting your finger like this and beginning, start from there. And then even if you have to scream it, scream it based on the flow in the house. This is a household of faith. You can't be here and you say, you have super gift of deliverance and you see demons from everyone including my wife. Yes, we know there are demons, but Jesus said in Luke chapter 10 from verse 17, he says, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. So we know demons are walking, but we've been given power over them. And that's the message in the house. Don't go distributing handkerchiefs everywhere. Don't go spewing people with water and you say they should receive holy water. That's not the flow of the house. Like father, like sons. We do what our father does. Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor and say, Looks like he's speaking to you. Your quietness is a concern to me. (laughs) Honor your father. By doing so, we will be activating the blessing. Very, very important. Believe your, your pastor, your father. Pray for your pastor. Hold his hands like the hands of Moses were held up, and they kept winning. Receive ministry from. Don't become too familiar with Jesus. The people were too familiar, and they missed out of the anointing. He did so many miracles. You know, we see the miraculous happen here as it's going to happen tonight. But if we just stand there as a spectator, I know him. I know the next thing he's going to do is put one chair there another chair and grow legs I know what he's going to do, and he takes his time, and he walks gently with somebody. He walks gently with somebody. I know him. I can even go to the toilet and return. (laughs) Familiarity blows peculiarity. Touch a neighbor and say, don't get too used to daddy. You know, God is is not every day getting up and changing. Every day, God is God. The sun rises in the east, sets in the west. Seasons remain the same. Why do you want your father to keep changing to to model after a television preacher you've been sneaking and watching on YouTube? I I can see it on some of your faces. Receive ministry from. When he's preaching, write notes. I suspect people that just sit down and look. You need to write notes. Your memory is connected to your writing. Faith comes by hearing. Go back, replay it over and over and over. You can hear one message a hundred times and still miss out something. So we wonder why with all the teachings, all the preachings, People still don't change because they, despite the anointing, they are waiting for the next queue of messages. Take it very serious. Buy the books. Get the Bible. Don't say, it looks like it's a money-making scheme. Yes, it is. Let me tell you. Next time, you go eat, eat in Kentucky and go and pay Hungry Lion. And say, restaurant is restaurant, chicken is chicken. I'm just going to eat in Kentucky, but I'm going to pay hungry lions. You will be hungry for years. As I conclude, in celebrating our pastor, we can give without appreciating, but we can never truly appreciate without giving. As has been said here, we don't need to call anybody out. A true son doesn't need to be pushed to say thank you you don't need anybody to force you okay can you do this can you do that if you value them before this conference is over do what you've never done not to the church but to them because this church will not be here strike the shepherd Zechariah chapter 13 verse 17 strike the shepherd and what will happen I think is it verse 17 or 7 and the sheep will do what Strike them and the church is over. So you must look after them. Oh, but they have money. We're not talking about have money. We want you to have money. God bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God.